This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast designed to help equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. I'm your host, Robbie Lashua, and I'm here with my illustrious, illuminating, uh, exfoliating co-host, hmm. Tyler Hurley. Exfoliating. Do you exfoliate? <laughs> sure. Why sure, not, right? I'm sure I exfoliate something. That's so good. <laughs> well, I don't want to know about that. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're your host today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee, and uh, today we're going to talk about a uh, sensitive cultural yeah. issue would you say yeah sensitive? you know i would say a lot of people take it sensitively yeah uh, and this is something that shouldn't be sensitive but there's a lot of emotions that are tied to this and mm-hmm. so it's something that we we need to address and that is pronouns right uh, yeah. we'll dig more deeply into that and what that means yeah our culture is obsessed yeah. with preferred pronouns these days and we want to give a, a biblical perspective on how christians should handle that and think about that and love their neighbor uh yeah. in this situation. <laughs> However, before we get into all of that for today mm-hmm. and um, uh, talk about it, we have a coffee tip. We always start every show with a coffee tip, and today is no different. So, Tyler, you have kind of a cool coffee yeah. tip for all our listeners today. This is something that everyone can do, and everyone will probably want to do this. Everyone should do this, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, September 29th is National Coffee Day, all Woo-hoo, right? It's the third greatest holiday in uh, <laughs> the calendar year. So, let me guess Easter, Christmas, and Oh, I forgot about those. No, those are pretty good. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Easter and then Christmas. Thanksgiving, right. Easter Christmas then, and then, then September in. 29th. Well, what's so significant about September 29th? It is National Coffee Day. That's Woo-hoo! what it is. National yeah. Coffee Day. So there we go. So Dunkin' Donuts on National Coffee Day, uh, September 29th, is offering a free medium cup of coffee, either hot or ice, with any purchase. Yeah, so that's this coming Wednesday. That is this upcoming from when the podcast episode releases. Yeah, so this coming Wednesday. Yeah, so absolutely you guys should get in on that. Um but there is a catch with it though. Uh you need to buy um a dollar donut essentially. But like yeah, you, you can just buy, buy a donut. I think it's with any purchase. So oh, sure. I mean, you could spend $10. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, they'd yeah. Love you it, could absolutely do that. And I think like yeah. I'm not sure about this. I haven't been to Dunkin Donuts for a while. Oh, I but go their there donuts every day. sometimes they're like 60 cents, right? They're not always a dollar. Yeah, yeah, uh, it depends on the type. Some of them are really yeah. really good. But th- so that's any purchase, you can get a free cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. You need uh, that, but um oh, the other thing with that is you need to be a Dunkin Donuts perk member, but it's free though. You just need to have like the app with your email registered. Oh, you don't sweet. Yeah, you don't have to pay anything for that. Um it's just basically like being a part of the rewards program. So because I, I think that's how they give out the coffee, I would assume. I'm not, don't quote me on that, but they might do it through their app. That might be how oh, it works. Okay. okay. Uh, but, but like I said, like it's a free cup of coffee though on that day and their coffee is really great. I, I actually, I like Dunkin' Coffee. I drink their coffee over Starbucks or anything else right now. Uh, yeah. That's been my common thing because it's like there's one within two minutes of my house. So that's sweet. I like great. Dunkin' Coffee, man. That's a good tip. The 29th yep. of September, free mm-hmm. cup of coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. I'm in. Absolutely. Get let's go. right over there. What are you doing that Wednesday? Coffee. We should go. Probably nothing, you know? <laughs> so let's do it. There we go. <laughs> awesome. All right. But well, that's now, a good tip. Yeah, but now on to the topic for today. Uh, here Pronouns. we go. So uh, occasionally, and we don't always talk about this, but, it, you know, uh, not occasionally. Regularly, we get hate comments uh, from people who disagree with certain things on our yeah, show, yeah. which, again, I don't mind it, actually. It's fun to engage sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just ignore it because it's not worth responding to. Um, yeah. But that's the nature of having uh, social media and having a YouTube channel channel is people can engage and comment and discuss and disagree. So, uh, it's the nature of it and I like it. Uh, but I know this one is going to have that. <laughs> oh, it absolutely <laughs> like, is. Today 
this episode is going to have some pushback. Exactly. And that's just something that it's kind of a disclaimer we're throwing out there. We are aware that some people are going to be upset about this. And we're going to approach this in an objective, uh, loving manner. Mm -hmm. But uh, obviously... Uh, we're, we we care about standing up for truth and what is real, and we don't want to live in a fantasy. And we yeah. need to be addressing on ways that we're supposed to engage with the culture about this. And right now, one of those hot button issues and something that's trending in the workplace, especially uh, my job, is uh, preferred pronouns. Preferred pronouns. And so uh, a lot of people have probably heard of this, but maybe some haven't. Mm-hmm. So there is this... Uh, movement, there is this new cultural shift towards you in in school or in work kind of telling people how you want others to refer to you when they use pronouns describing mm-hmm. who you are or referring to you. So there's a lot of ways to do it. You know, typically with men, you say he or him. Mm-hmm. With women, you say her or she, right? Right. And then um, uh, non-sexed objects are it. Right? And then there's the plural of they, them. And then they made up other pronouns that I never even heard of. Yeah. It's like zem. Well, so that's that's the debate, though, is like now people are trying to mix together male and female because they don't want to be defined as male or female. So it it goes with the transgender movement Mm -hmm. and uh, gender studies ideology and all of these types of things. And so since this is happening and um, a lot of us are being asked to give our preferred pronouns or to um, use preferred pronouns when describing somebody else who has a... uh, who has a perception of themselves that doesn't match their sex, um, we need to, as Christians, know how to think about this whole thing and to, uh, what do we do in culture, right? And so we want to start off by talking about, okay, the Christian perspective, the Christian worldview, how do we come at this? And and biblically, what do we understand this this phenomenon to be going on? And where do we stand on it uh, as it's happening around us in our culture? And so the first thing that is really important, I think, not just for this issue, but for a lot, is that the Christian worldview adheres to what is called objective reality. Yeah, it, it, that's the thing. There's... Uh, there is a truth out there that is true for all people, all places at all times. Yeah. And that is something that we need to adhere to because we live in God's reality. And that's how he created the world. That's how he created order, right? There mm-hmm. is order, thank God, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that we don't live in chaos and that we can know what is real. Yeah, and that our minds have been made to understand what's out there. Exactly. Which is fascinating, yeah. so, so this right? is all a good thing, that there is an objective truth, that yes. there is something that grounds us But we're living in, in, in a culture that is getting further away from truth being objective, and um, they are believing that truth, certain types of truths, are subjective, meaning that they aren't out there to be discovered, but they are something within me that I decide what I want reality to be. Yeah, and that's... And that's that's relativism, right? Mm-hmm. Subjective truth. And this is where you hear people say things like, well, that may be true for you, but it's not true for me. And when you get into big T truth, right? Not not just preferences. We all know there are, are tastes and preference with yeah, ice cream, with music. Again, that's, that is is subjective. But when we are talking about other things in the world, such as morality and mankind and how we are saved, there is 
objective truth and it's not about preference it's about what's real yeah and so as christians we adhere to this objective reality and we also um adhere to what's called the correspondence theory of truth right and that's the idea that truth is what's real (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, truth is what's actual in the real world. That's what we refer to as true. If there is yeah. a Dr. Pepper in the fridge at my house and I say, there's Dr. Pepper in there, I'm saying a true statement because in yeah, reality, yeah. there is Dr. Pepper in there. Now, uh, if there isn't, and I know there isn't, and I say there is, that's called the what? lie that's a lie right exactly now if i think there is but uh one of my kids drank it yeah it's not a lie you're not lying but but what is it but it's It's not true it's a mistake yeah exactly and it's still not true yeah and so the correspondence theory of truth teaches that truth is what is real Mm -hmm. what is objectively real out there in the real world and we can know what's true we can uh also be lied to or lie to ourselves about what's true, yeah. or we can be mistaken Absolutely. about what's those, true. Those are all facts that we need to have down and understand it, as a foundation to this. It's important, yeah. yeah. So that that's, we want to come at it from that. Now let's, mm-hmm. let's get into Tyler. Where is this pronoun thing coming from? Yeah, so clearly this is just a, a part of the transgender movement, a big part of that. That mm-hmm. is the focus here. Um, and the th- first and foremost, we want to just start off by making the statement that transgender ideology is a myth. Okay. It, yeah. It's, it's a myth. Now, this is something that a lot of people get upset about when you say this because uh, they adapt their own worldview to make this true. Uh, but it's built off of a subjective idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so subjective reality beliefs are what transgender ide- ideology is being built on. They believe I can create my own reality. I have an internal desire that doesn't match my physical self and I can change that. And you need to be accepting of that. Yeah. That's I, what they're doing. I, I yeah. don't have to uh, submit almost to what I am externally. Yeah. And, and that's not even a problem of the individual transgender. It's also a problem of pe- people in society around them. They're saying they're agreeing and saying, yeah, you can do that. Go ahead. Yes. And, and that's what's causing the issue here. Yep. Because th- then when as a society and a culture too, you begin to embrace this idea, mm-hmm. then it opens it up even more for more and more people to get behind this and then make terrible life decisions that affect them for eternity. And yeah. so, and in this life as well, <laughs> we've been over a transgender on yeah, this podcast many times and the damages that it does to you physically too, uh, with or without the surgery, even like things that you go through, uh, but, but about the object of it being, uh, objectively immoral. Mm-hmm. That's what we're kind of discussing here, but that's, that's where it comes from though. That's where the whole preferred pronouns idea is based in. It is based in the transgender movement, the belief that we can create our own reality and that we don't, but however, we don't create reality though. That's something that they always get confused is that we discover it, right? That's yes. what we were just talking about. It doesn't matter, right? If you think there's a can of Dr. Pepper in there, in the fridge back yeah. at home, uh, it, if it's not there, you can't just claim that it is and know like that. Yep. That's and magically make it. Yeah. There, magically yeah. make it there. Exactly. It either so, is or it's not. It is or it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But my job is to discover reality and to speak yes, to what's yes. actually occurring in reality. Right. Right. Yeah. And so th- that is the foundation of where this comes from though. It's a, a, a progressive movement towards the idea of the transgender community being accepted and yep. embraced into the culture, which is based yeah. on a relativistic idea that subjective um, reality 
is just as valid as objective. Yeah, my, yeah. my internal feelings about my sex or gender um, is as valid as what my physical outer scientific body says I am. Yeah. And, that's, and actually it's that's more valid. <laughs> right. My internal desires are more valid than what my body claims I am. Which is fascinating. Um, but um, as Christians, we, ne- we need to think about what's going on. Now, again, we want to say we love people that are transgender. We mm-hmm. love Muslims. Yeah, we love. Course. I actually even love other Christians. Right? <laughs> wow, you do? Yeah, yeah, some of them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's true. We, we, we are to love people. Yeah. However, um, we are also to speak truth. And so that, that, that's why we're having this episode because this preferred pronoun thing is encroaching on us. It is, it's no longer uh, okay just to let people be who they want to mm-hmm. be. Our culture is now saying, and if you don't agree that they are who they want to be, then we're going to fire you. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah. We're going to make fun of you. So it's not just let people do what they want. It's now, and if you don't, if you don't pretend along with it, well, and you you're going to be busted. Yeah, and we're going to keep digging into this more too. But by by us getting behind that and that idea, mm-hmm. uh, anything, even as small is, uh, some people may see this whole pronouns thing as like a small issue. Sure. Like there, I'm sure there's some of you that maybe are listening and think that as well. But the more and more that you give in on these things and say, oh, well, it's not that big a deal. Oh, well, it's not that big a deal. It mm-hmm. keeps growing and expanding and to where people just try to see, okay, how far can we draw the line? Yeah. Well, and that's where we would say, um, biblically, this is where we should draw the line. And, yeah, and we want to get into that. But let's talk about this. Um, so with, with the transgender movement, there have been specific uh, mythological words, uh, phrases, and categories created mm-hmm. uh, to help um, push people into this belief system. And so what, what we're talking about here is not just, it, it is a worldview issue. It's the Christianity and objective reality versus this uh, postmodern relativistic um, identity that, that's mistaken. And so we need to understand this mythological language and these mythological categories that have been created. And we've talked about this a little bit before, but even you hear this all the time, sex assigned at birth, right? Right, yeah. And it's just such a common phrase and people are saying it like it's a real thing. But, but again, nobody assigns somebody's sex at birth because what this is implying is we create reality. Yes. And the doctor or the person who writes the birth certificate has, has assigned sex on that child. That is not true at all because we typically know the sex of the child before they're even birthed. Well, they do, and, right? and that's why that's why they had to go and create this entire phrase and this idea of uh, gender assignment is because they had to come up with an answer, well, uh, to the reality. Maybe people push back on this and will say, uh, have said to them, like, hey, well, you can't really say that this person isn't a man because at, when they were born, their doctors said this person is a male. It's yeah. a boy, right? Well, but the doctor just oh, assigned it. But they just assigned it. See, that's exactly. Yeah. So this so has become the individual a can reassign it. Yeah. And that's, they can have sex reassigned. So you see what they're doing there. It's yeah. a tricky way to say, yeah, it does. science doesn't matter in this case but it's just twisting language it is that's That's why it's it's in mythological phrases and ideologies it's not reality it's not describing what's going on because the truth of it is no doctor has ever assigned sex on anybody they've discovered or acknowledged the sex yeah yeah exactly that's what happens and that's where we we don't create reality we discover reality. doctors don't 
automatically just create or decide a gender. No. They, they see what bodily functions that the baby is born with. Yeah, and what then sex decide, yeah, organs what sex. they have. Exactly. And there's two options. Mm-hmm. There's male and female. And that's it. And again, yeah. we've, we've talked about the hermaphrodite or the, the you know, the, the, the sexual, um, uh, disorders that right. some people are born with. And again, that's a separate well, issue, Yeah, but that's not what's going on with the transgender No, And, and the movement. way they use that argument, yeah. they, they use that argument, uh, leaving a charged assumption that everyone's born like and that. And that's not true. Like no. that's, that, that's, that's how they, that's how they treat it though. It's true. Yeah. But, but that doesn't it. work for this. And we, we don't have time to get into exactly, all that. Right. Right. But I just want to point out this mythological language or another thing that we've seen happen recently is mythological categories being created. Yeah. So um, what used to be called sex reassignment surgery mm-hmm. um, is no longer called that. I don't know if you knew this. Now the term is gender affirming oh, right. surgery. I had heard that. Uh, that's and this right. is a tricky – this is a tricky – play because you really can't um transcend your sex right right yeah yeah of but course so, it's impossible so in the past uh, yeah probably like 50 years there's been this movement of the the separation of what biological sex is and what gender is and they explain they're not the same things your biological sex is different I, from I, your listen, gender i don't believe any of this but your bio what they say is your biological sex is um, what your body is outwardly and your anatomy is, but your gender is what you feel you are internally and how you identify on the inside. So they acknowledge, yes, there's this objective physical thing, but then there's this non-objective subjective thing on the inside. Now, again, this is just creating a category that can't ever be tested or proven. And I would say that, no, it's just your will. Like you can decide to do things or to believe things or to think things internally. And I'm not saying people don't have these feelings. Right. Yeah. But we, like I said, the correspondence theory of truth, we can be mistaken mm-hmm. about what's actually occurring in the yeah, real world. Of course. And so, so gender affirming surgery is a uh, new term that's been created based on a category that has been created. Yeah. And I mean, there's like gender studies in college. You can, you can study this yeah. stuff. It's mythological. It's all, yeah, it, it's all fake. But it's, it's treated as if it's an actual thing now. Yeah, However, yeah. it is merely a story that's being told. And so we get into these, these mythological phrases and categories and languages, but, but one of the newer ones that's, that's really popping up now is preferred pronouns. Yeah. And that's, that's the focus that we're having with you guys today. It's because this has become such a big deal uh, lately. And and my company, they're doing this as well right now in their email signatures. A lot of my managers and supervisors have their preferred pronouns in there. Uh, Now what the preferred pronouns are, and I'm just going to list off of them. There might even be more than these now. Oh, there's. I think I was reading there's like 60, 76. Oh, so that might be. There there's are. 76 different ones. So this is just a this sample of these mythological categories. Who, people how have do you even keep track of that? That's what I mean. It, it just, you can't. Yeah, you can't. But anyway, these are just some of them, right? Uh, so the ones we already know of, uh, he, him, she, her, right? Yeah. Uh, and then there's they, them. That one's probably, I'd say, the next like most common for people who want to veer off of like their actual. Yeah. Well, let me explain to the listeners what this means. Yeah. So what yeah. it means is sometimes in people's uh, signatures on their email 
mm-hmm. on their Instagram. Uh, what would you call it? Like yeah, your, their bio. Your yeah. bio. Yeah, you would okay. have it on your bio. Yeah, they'll have. It'll say like he slash him mm-hmm. or she slash her. Is that how? Yeah, it is? that's exactly or, it. Or it'll say they them, mm-hmm. which which that what the, what that person's telling you is they don't. If they're a male, they don't want you to refer to him as he or her. Uh, they want you to refer to him as they. Yeah, I actually read an article. And I don't remember who it was. It was some celebrity, but their preferred pronouns were they, them. Okay. And um, then the article said that at the beginning. And then the article tried to write and refer to this singular person with the plural they, them. Was it was it Elliot Page? It wasn't. No, okay. No, 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 I, it wasn't. I thought I saw an article but, that did that. But bro, yeah. I was so confused in reading this thing because they're talking about a person yeah, right. But then they kept referring to this person as them. Right. So that's and I'm be like, confused who, grammatically. Who's the yeah. group? Oh, they mean the person. It made it yeah. the article nonsensical. Like you couldn't even understand and read it. Yeah. It was so crazy. But they were trying to be polite and adhere to this person's preferred pronoun. Well, well, that's that's exactly it. And that, but then there's other ones. I just wanted to touch on the other preferred pronouns is. Uh, Xem, themselves, which is with an X. Yeah, Xem. It's basically Xem, but instead of a TH, you have an X. Yeah. For Xem, themselves. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. And then there's Zai Zim, Z-I-E-Z-I-M, which, see, and then, as Robbie said, there's like 60 of these. Yeah, and it's people that are just saying, I, you know, I want you to call me this. I want you to refer to me as this because I don't identify as binary or I don't identify as a female. I don't, I, and that's. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so and the the issue with this, and this is again, there's lots of issues with this, yeah. uh, and that's what we're going to keep breaking down. Um, but what what's happening is that in the workplace or on social media and stuff, people are doing this in their bios or in their email signatures because they're trying to normalize having different pronouns, even if they themselves do not have a different pronoun. Mm -hmm. For example, in my company, all my managers are doing this. Like I've maybe seen like maybe one that isn't doing this. And it has been consistently matched up with their biological sex all the way through. Mm-hmm. Like, like all my male managers still have it say he, him, and then female ones are saying she, hers, or whatever. Yeah. And, and so that's where I'm realizing, okay, so clearly you don't actually need people to call you anything other than what is expected, what is normal. Well, and I would say what's real. What's real. What's, exactly. What and is, that's what I should say. What is, what is real? You're, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. What is real? And, and, and so to me, it's like, why change your pronouns in general? And the reason why is because they're trying to set up a standard that everyone is supposed to partake in mm-hmm. to normalize the people that try to change. They're basically changing, trying to change everyone's reality. That's yeah. essentially what's well, happening. They're, they're, well, and you could also call that they're trying to create their own reality. Yes. And then they're trying to force you to adhere to it. Yes, exactly. That's what's going on. Um, so so how do we as Christians, this is where it gets tough, right? Like, how do we respond? Because we want to be loving, mm-hmm. and yet we are called to stand for truth. We're called to love people, and we're called to tell the truth. Yes. And so um, this question, so I, man, there was like a good six-month period where I was asked to speak on homosexuality and transgenderism at a whole bunch of different churches all around the Phoenix area. I felt like, is this becoming all that I am? Like, this is all people know me for, uh, like the guy who will say these things and study these things. Um, but I'd always have Q&A, right? Because 
because tons of people right. have questions. And yeah. Tyler, I am not kidding you. The two biggest questions I've ever had, or not biggest, the two most common questions yeah, I get. most popular. When I talk about transgenderism, homosexuality are, should I go to a homosexual wedding? Mm-hmm. And when I am uh, around a transgender person, do I call them by the name they tell me to and by the pronouns they want me to? Yeah. Those are the two questions everybody asks. So it's like the practical, okay, I get the theory. I understand what scripture says. Right. I understand my stance. What do I do well, in these scenarios? And it makes sense why those are the most asked. It's because it's something that they are being forced to respond to. Yes. They have, they to, have give, to engage it. Yeah. You, you, it you it means whether you, you decide that you're not going to participate in that or 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 participate. Yes. Regardless, it, you have to make a response when you have someone... have to engage yeah, with it. Exactly. Yeah. You have to engage with it. And so so here here is what we believe the Christian response should be. And it's not just about our beliefs. This is what the Christian response should be. It absolutely is. All right. And so here, here we go. Number one, reality is objective. Mm -hmm. It's out there. It's real. There's a real world that's out there and language describes objective reality. It does not create reality. Right? Mm -hmm. Our words that we use are descriptives of what we find out in the real world. And so when people will say, like, you know, well, binary pronouns are uh, societally created, well, no. It's not societally created. Now, depending on what language you speak, there's different sounds, but the different sounds are referring to the objective reality of there's two different sexes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. Language is just a tool of communication, but that doesn't... To describe what's real. Exactly. Yeah. Postmodernists and relativists think and use language, and they say, no, whoever can tell the stronger story creates reality. Well, well that's and what that's, that's what what's they're happening. attempting yeah. to do. Yeah. But the Christian, the Christian belief is, no, there is objective reality, and language describes it. Language doesn't create it. Mm. And so that, that's really important for us to get a handle on because you can't just, I mean, again, w- what if I was forcing everybody to call broccoli chocolate? It's not bad if we all agreed on the, the sound chocolate now refers to this green tree vegetable thing. Sure, right? Sure. It, the word is arbitrary, but it describes something in the real world. Exactly. And and the male pronouns and the female pronouns describe what we find in the real world. And so the fact that they're trying to add more or change and say, no, don't call me what we have agreed upon refers to a female. I want you to call me the opposite of that now. Well, that's, yeah. a, diff- that's a different thing altogether um, because language doesn't create reality. Language describes reality. So that's, that's the first thing as Christians we got to get a handle on. Yeah, so that's very important. Um, another thing is uh, that the Christian ethic is that we are to tell the truth and not bear false witness, right? And that's, yeah, this, that's, is, this is Christianity 101, right? Yeah, exactly. We're not it's, supposed to lie, man. It's one of the Ten Commandments, right? Uh, Exodus twenty sixteen: you shall not bear a false witness against your neighbor, right? Yeah. And God cannot lie, right? You see in a, um, Titus 1-2, in the hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised long ages ago. So we're right. not supposed to lie, and then we're told God cannot lie in Titus. Right. Uh, Numbers 23-19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. 
Um, and then we see in Hebrews 6, 18, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us, right? So, so three, yeah. Yeah, so uh, these are three passages I just read that are like kind of compose that idea that, that we get from scripture that God cannot lie and we should not lie. Yeah. Because we are image bearers of God, right? That's mm-hmm. the, that's how we were created as his image bearers. Thus lying is not a representation of who he, he is, which is why it's immoral for us to lie. Yeah. So, uh, so that's being, that being said, you apply that to this idea of those questions that you had uh, yeah. that you get commonly. So, so what we're getting yeah. is with, with, with the pronouns, Mm-hmm. We are being pressured into bearing false witness about reality. Yes. That's what's happening. We are being pressured into lying about reality by going along with this mythological language to, to, to state what isn't about what things are to to say the opposite, man. Like it's Mm. crazy. It's like, instead of saying ups up, you say downs down. Don't refer to me as a she now I, I'm, I internally am not that. So now you have to call me the opposite. Well, that's not true. Mm. That's not real. That's not reality. That's a lie. And we now not only it's crazy because the, the ethic used to be live and let live. I can do whatever I want as long as I'm not hurting anybody else. But now it's come down to you. You have to play along with my perception of myself. Even if, everyone, even yeah. if you disagree with me, Tyler, right? You have to, you have to join me in my fantasy world. Well, you're right. You just boiled down the entire philosophy behind that. So, uh, this is what, another reason why this is so dangerous, too. Is uh, where is the line drawn with that? Like, yeah. like they can make that same argument for pedophiles. For anything. You can make that same argument for uh, people who are in love with uh, with animals, right? Sure. Any type of any, really anything. Well, but it doesn't matter. Well, and it's not even not just, even in sexuality. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's not even just allowing it, but it's now you have to go along. You have to with support it. it. Yeah, you have to you have to support it. And so, right. I want to I want to show you what's going on by using a different type of situation that's very similar. Yeah, and then showing you what's being forced upon us with these pronouns. Right. So, um anorexia okay anorexia is very similar to gender dysphoria in that it's a mental disorder where a person has an internal false perception of their objective outward body i know i have certain male parts however internally i feel female the anorexic i know outwardly i'm you know 90 pound girl who's starving herself but internally, I perceive myself as overweight, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's fair. They're a very similar type of, of disorder. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. So now, think about this. Let's apply the pronoun thing to the anorexic thing, all right? So if, if we apply this mythological language to an anorexic person, we would be required to refer to them as fat, as obese, mm-hmm as overweight, even when staring at a extremely thin person who needs nourishment. Yeah. And now, now I I think most people would go, that's insane. Like you can't do that. It's, it's number one, it's harmful to that person because you're agreeing with them on a false sense of reality. Mm -hmm. 
So you're encouraging them not to live in reality. Yeah, and they're which also destroying harmful. themselves in the process. Yeah, yeah, which is harmful for people. If we loved this anorexic person, we should say, listen, you aren't you aren't perceiving yourself correctly. And you need you need nourishment. So let's yeah. work on that. And actually, that's what that's what all of these wonderful counselors do with anorexics, right? There's yeah, all of these yeah. amazing places that that's what they're doing, trying to help them see what's really going on because their perception's mm-hmm. false. But when it comes to gender dysphoria, we're supposed to celebrate and um, agree with their perception of themselves, yeah, it's, it's, which is harmful. It absolutely is. And, and so we're being pushed right. to lie about reality. Of course. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like, it's completely flipped because, uh, not that long ago, like it, that was considered that uh, gender dysphoria was in the, um, the DS five. It still is. is. Yeah. Still DSM, is. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. And that was considered as a mental disorder, as a mental disorder same category as anorexia. Yeah. It, and it was doctors considered it that for a long time yeah. until the, this cultural shift. So it, it's, so basically to summarize all of this, what we're getting at here is right uh, the question of how do we handle it? Right. Yeah. How so do you, what do you do? So now we understand. Yeah. But Tyler, yeah. what do I do? What, how, do you, what do you do if your boss comes to you, man, yeah. and says, Tyler, you need to put your preferred pronouns in your email signature? Well, and this is where it gets tough for a lot of people, right? And, and this is, is a real thing. Yeah, it yeah. is. And this is the thing. I I could not in good conscience, if my boss came to me and told me I had to do that, I, I wouldn't do it. Okay, but why? Because, because I'm affirming to everyone mm-hmm. that this is uh, this is reality by partaking in it even if you think it's something small right you're you're contributing to the larger grand scheme of things mm-hmm. where the entire uh, like uh, like basically the entire culture is pushing right now that idea that you have to conform to this. So the the thing is we should not let lie in order to help someone live in a fantasy reality, right? Yeah. And, and that's what you're doing. We're by not putting supposed to your, bear false witness. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you're doing by putting your preferred pronouns in there. Now you're not lying, right? You, by you, putting your, you could put you could put what is true. About yeah, you. I could put you could put he him because that is my pronouns. Uh, I mean, yeah. those are my pronouns. Yes. But and and your bosses would be fine with that. They would. You're right. Because the goal of this, this ideology is to get you to play along with the game. Yes, exactly. That, that is, you hit the nail on the head there. That is the goal with trying to make people do this. And that's why it's insane to me that companies can do this. I don't like, it baffles me. Well, there's a lot of pressure and cultural pressure. Yeah. And again, like, at a certain point, you just have to stand up to a bully and say, no, mm-hmm. like I can be nice and I, I can't force you to do anything, but why should you be able to force me yeah. to lie about what's real? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so that, that's what we really need to stand up for. So, uh, I mean, and it's tough. Like I said, like, like, obviously if your boss is making it a mandatory thing, sure. What do you do? Yeah. You got I really think you got to just bite the bullet and well, take I think the consequences for telling them no, because that's not on you if you get let go for something like that, because that's not your fault. And honestly, I wouldn't even want to work at a company that does that. Well, and more and more are. But we're going to get to exactly what we think you should do in that situation. Yes, exactly. And that that was just a generalization on my part. But still, yeah, we are going to break that down. Uh, But still, this is an important point, right? Names are... Well, this is where it gets interesting, because the question that I always get asked in talks I do are... Should we use the name that a transgender person tells us to call them? And should we use right. the pronouns? Now, obviously, we don't think using their preferred pronouns is good. You should call them what they are. Yeah, yeah. But what about when it comes to names of people? Yeah, with their names, 
I think that that's fine. And okay. uh, for this reason, mainly, there are lots of names out there that are both masculine and feminine that go both ways with that. Like, uh, um, the, like there are men names named uh, Leslie or yeah. Francis, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Kelly is a man's name, uh, but your wife's name is Kelly. So yeah. like, that's, yeah. And then Kelly Slater's like a really great surfer. Yeah. But he's go. a man. Right, right. right? And, yeah. and so the, there's... There's names that are out there, uh, or women who go by uh, Sam or Aaron, right? Those are yeah. commonly male names. So it, it, that's kind of the, the thing here is names like that, it's like, okay, uh, or people who have nicknames, right? Uh, like Robbie, your actual name is Robert, but you go by Robbie. There's yeah, that. yeah. So, and it's not sinful that I go by Robbie, no, of course even not, though it's because, not my actual name. Right, right, right. It's not like we're lying. Like that's no. just, no, no. And, I don't and it's think, because names are arbitrary names are they are a preference prefer too, yeah. preferential even nicknames right yeah, I mean, yeah like one of my friends like for a long time like i didn't know his real name for like five years because yeah. everyone called him spoonie i yeah, assumed yeah. that wasn't his real name of course that was no nickname, one would know that right? Yeah. <laughs> right but it's not wrong and so yeah i agree with you when it comes to you know a, a transgender person wants to you know bruce jenner wants you to call him caitlin call him caitlin yeah like because i do think but that notice you said call him Caitlin, well, you just said and, that. Just and now. see, and that's that's where I draw the line. Yeah, is exactly. A name is arbitrary, but pronouns are descriptors of reality. Yeah, so you can't. We need to realize that pronouns are not arbitrary, no. like you just said, and that's, that's the distinction the to make. That yeah. is the distinction. Yeah, names are preferen preferential. You can decide whatever you. People change their names all the time, and it's yeah. a big deal. There's no. nothing sinful about that, or wrong, or immoral. Nope. It's it's just what name you want to have. It might be weird, like. Sure. To be honest, yeah, of course. I mean, like, like, it's pretty weird that a guy just decides to change his name from Bruce to Caitlin. Like, that's pretty weird. Sure, and but, we know reasons why. And we know why that. exactly and false beliefs he has about himself. Exactly, and uh, yeah, yeah and some people may get confused on that and think by calling him Caitlin, you're supporting that idea. But, but, and I mean, you could be, but still, it's not. That's not the reality of what's going on. The mm -hmm. reality is by calling him or her. Yeah. Well, and the, and and I I really do see it as the same way people will call me Robbie when I tell them that's what I yeah. want them. To to call me exactly what's exactly. the difference with that however the pronouns are different yeah so yeah. so now how, how do we handle this right like a lot of people even in college man are going in and in classes mm -hmm. professors are being pressured to hey make sure you ask everyone's preferred pronoun as if you even can remember if you have a big class like it's so absurd especially if there's 67 different ones and they all yeah. come up with them. but this is just the political. and then if you correct... misgender them that's another category well, yeah. yeah see <laughs> and so this is a this is a problem plus right. if, if gen you know if gender is fluid they could be changing all the time they, of too. course they could yeah. I mean, so anyways, um, how do we handle it at right. school? How do we handle it at work when we're required to give our preferred pronouns? You know, like we were saying earlier, some people might think, I'm just going to say that I'm a him, he, because that, that's what I am. But I think it's important to think through, we, sh we probably shouldn't play the game. Because when we do this, we are giving credence to this charade that it's possible for people to have different preferred pronouns exactly. to describe reality. So when we engage in the preferred pronoun game, we're playing along with a false view of reality. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we should not do that. We should not engage with this myth or this game or this ideology because it is a lie. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And so when asked, this is, and, and I got this from Greg Kokel at Standard Reason, mm -hmm. Um, he did, he talked about this probably like two, three months ago. And I thought this was just, this is what we need to do. When you're asked what your preferred pronouns are, 
Don't play along with it. What, what we would suggest you say, like what I would say if somebody asked me that, I would say, I don't have preferred pronouns. I'm a man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and again, they're asking me what I think about this. But I'm saying I'm not going to play that game. Yeah, yeah. I'm male. That's a really good way to to or to for state a woman that. to mm-hmm. say the same thing, right? I don't have preferred pronouns. I'm female. I'm yeah. a, I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. That's my rea- That's reality. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's it's they try to trap you in this game. You're exactly yep. right on that. So that, I think that that's really important that we respond in that way. I think it's. I think also what it does. Like you can't really look at that and think that I mean, like you're just stating the truth. You're not being rude no. when you make that and you statement. Do, and you shouldn't be mean about it. No, and you should be kind. Not. But but the thing is, is think about this. They're asking you what you think about yourself, and why can't we tell them what we think about ourselves? I don't have preferred pronouns. There are pronouns that describe what I am. Yeah, and, and I'm a man. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm a woman. And so that's what we would suggest doing because if you go along with this, you are accepting uh, a lie. You are participating mm-hmm. in a lie. And as, as, as Christ's followers, we're not supposed to lie. We're not supposed to bear false witness. We're supposed to help people see what's true and what's real, not go along mm-hmm. with lies so that we don't rock the, bo- the boat culturally. Yeah, exactly. It- that's the thing that you got to think, right? Uh, what's the loving thing to do? And well, it's exactly and, that, and we do said. need to think about that. What is the loving yeah. thing to do? Yeah. Well, a lot of like I shouldn't say a lot, but at least I mean, I'm sure there are quite a bit of Christians out there that will push back against this idea because they mm-hmm. could perceive this as unloving or unkind, right? Yeah, they think you're just being a jerk, man. Just shut up and well, go along and with th- it. That's the thing that that that's tough about this. They think that they think you're being a jerk. Uh, a lot of people do mm-hmm. by by doing this and standing against this. Yeah. Uh, but that's because there's been created this emotional tie to this where yeah. well, people will, will chide you for it and or get like upset. You're discriminating. Because, you're not though. Uh, there it is. Honestly, it's discrimination against you. Yes. It really is. Because and they're you forcing you to say something you don't believe. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're not doing that the other way. No, I'm not, not. I'm not forcing the transgender person to agree with my view of reality. Now I want to persuade them to Yeah, it, I would love for and them And I want them to, to see right. what's real and true, but I'm not enforcing it on threat of loss of job or name calling or public shaming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, so so there's a big difference here on who's oppressing whom. Exactly. So so let's think through though what loving your neighbor as yourself means and what it we should. should look like. And in we this want area, to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because Second uh, Corinthians ten three through five says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but d- have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Right. So so that's yeah. what we're doing." is taking every thought captive. Well, this is what we're and supposed every, to do. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because he says this is, this is a war. It is. Of course It's not it physical. Is. We're not fighting with swords or, or nuclear bombs or mm-hmm. guns or whatever. But it's a war of what? Ideas. Yeah, ideas. That's exactly what it is. Uh, and that's well, what he's Tyler, saying here. How did, how did Satan get the human race off track in the first place? Pitched a, an idea. A lie. Yeah. Yeah. Pitched a lie. Twisted the truth. And gave a false perception of reality. Well, was that's a, a, a different way to 
a good way to putting it, saying it's a false perception of reality. Because yeah, it is a lie. That's what a but lie is. You got to think of the way that it was twisted, right? It was, yeah. uh, it was. Um, he didn't say that you can't like touch it, right, or stuff like that, or like can't eat it. You yeah. can, you know, like he's trying to put a spin. He's using a little bit of truth there yep. when he's talking to them. He's trying to like. It's a half truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what's happening here, right? Yeah, it's kind of true that I refer to myself as he, him, but by putting my name in there and supporting that, that's doing something else entirely different. So, yep. And uh, we're not supposed to live by lies. Exactly. We're supposed to be truth bearers. Exactly. So uh, it's difficult though, right, to stand against these modern day myths because we're being pressured by yeah. this, well, especially and, and, if it's by your employer. And this is the hard part, I think, too, man, is like... <laughs> You're told that you're unloving if you won't do this. Right. You're right. called names. Why are you so hateful if you won't go along with this? And that's why we need to really be mm-hmm. versed in what scripture says is true. Not not because we just need to be rebellious to any type of cultural ideas right. or what our bosses ask us to do. No, nothing like that at all. But we do have to know where we draw the line and say, no. I can't go past that. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's easy to look in history and to see where Christians did it and say, well, of course, you know, I wouldn't say Caesar is Lord because Jesus is Lord. Right. But they were pressured in that culture. Like if you want to buy meat in our market, you got to sacrifice to this idol Mm -hmm. and you got to say Caesar's Lord. Yeah. And as a Christian, you could easily justify in your mind, look, I'm just going to, I'm going to go along with this. I'm not going to rock the boat. I got to feed my family, right, Tyler? So how am I going to buy meat if I don't, I'm going to say it, but I'm not going to really mean it. Yeah, exactly. Right? You well, could see people doing that, but but we can't do yeah, that. Yeah, man. you got to think, think of the perspective of like, yeah, could you lose your job over this? And that's the thing. And, and like, that's, that, that's why it's hard, but uh, you have to think like, like, wh- what side of history on this do you want to be on? Well, right? yeah, whose side? God's side or culture side? Yeah, exactly. And so, when it comes down to that, we always have to choose culture side. Yeah. Now, this is where it gets tough because scripture does tell us, as much as it's up to you, live peaceably with all men. Pray for, for the king, right? Respect the authorities over you. That is a Christian ethic. However, when it comes down to being pressured to do something that is morally wrong, that God has told us yeah. not to do. We can't do that. Right. Even if it saves our own skin. Right. Well, you have uh, an example, actually, of um, something that's going on in New York, right? Yeah. So, so again, standing for truth might cost us. Yeah. And honestly, as Christians, we haven't been persecuted in America probably ever. And so I don't even know if this is persecution because we're not being like hunted down for it or imprisoned for it. However, it's going that direction. Yeah. And so absolutely. I want to read uh, this really crazy law that the New York City Commission on Human Rights has passed. So um, we'll put a link to this in the show notes. Uh, you can go on their website and you can read this for yourself. Uh, but this is in, <clears throat> um, like I said, the New York City Commission on Human Rights. Um, they require quote, employers and covered entities to use the name, pronouns, and title, example, Miss, Mrs., Mm -hmm. or MX, which a person self-identifies regardless of the person's sex assigned at birth, anatomy, gender, medical history, appearance, or sex indicated on the person's identification, end quote. Okay, so New York City, Commission on Human Rights. This is what we're requiring. You have to use what the person self-identifies as, as a title, as their name, and for their pronouns. 
And it doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what their anatomy is. It doesn't matter what they were That's born as. Which so, is funny that so, they have to define that. Yeah, dude, you know, so they have to. Yeah, yeah. So you're seeing the mythological language in there, right? Exactly. But what they're saying is, it doesn't matter what reality is. You have to play along with their perception, or you're going to get fined. Or you get fined. So here's a penalty. Here's one of the yeah. penalties that you can get. Quote, the commission can impose civil penalties up to $125,000 for violations and up to $250,000 for violations that are the result of willful, wanton, or malicious conduct. The amount of a civil penalty will be guided by the following factors among others. And then they... they List well, how and, you can get in trouble where, for this. That's where the language in this law too is so subjective. It really is. It's you can essentially like if someone's just mad at you because you said a pronoun wrong, yeah. they can essentially like sue you, and then well this, they can just take it yeah and say they used the wrong pronoun yeah. for me. And this is what's crazy about this law is it says that you can be fined 125 grand for violating the use of pronouns. Yeah, but you can be you can be fined a quarter of a million if you intentionally, willfully, <laughs> maliciously did it. So that's saying so if you, if do you it by accidentally accident, do it, one hundred twenty-five. But if you do it on purpose, it's double. Yeah. So, so this is interesting to me because now there is fiscal pressure. If you are in New York City and if you're an employer, uh, to lie about reality. Yeah, that's that's crazy to me, man. And as Christians, we might really uh, get to a point where standing for truth is extremely difficult financially. Uh, we might lose our jobs. We might lose platforms. We might be berated on social media. Well, we might even have other Christians or friends or family in yeah. our life too that presses against us and says, "Just bite the bullet. Just do it." Because, because, yeah. because, uh, do you really want to lose your job Just over this? Say do you really Caesar want to? Is Lord. That's what I mean. That's <laughs> yeah. that's essentially what's happening. Like, yeah. like, look, you, like you, you may look at this and you see it as like, yeah, like you're not calling someone else God, right, by doing this, but but you're participating in a lie yep. that is engaging into the culture, and it, it should not be something that we are doing as Christians. And it, no matter what the law says, we can't we can't go along with this game. No. And again, calling people whatever name they want, I think that's a kind and loving thing to sure. do because names are arbitrary. But the pronoun issue, we need to call reality what it is. Yeah. And so uh, it might cost us something. And, mm-hmm. and but, but the thing is this. Do we want to honor God above having ease of life and comfort here on this earth? Yeah. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Honoring God or are clamoring for other people who are imposing things on us that are against God. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we have to, right? We have to choose to do what God says to do. Um, and we don't have to be jerks about it. We can be kind about it, but, but yeah. that's where we've got to stand on this. Yeah, um, in Acts chapter 4, right, uh, Peter and John give us a great example of how that they deal with the <laughs> standing for truth in a hostile culture. Yeah, this isn't new to Christians. We've, yeah. we've got examples of this in the past. Absolutely, yep. right? Uh, Peter and John, they had healed a crippled man and then began preaching about Jesus. And the Sadducees arrested Peter and John and threw them in jail. Yeah, they got really mad at him. Yeah, us. of course, they were mad. So <laughs> here's what happened. So uh, Acts uh, 4, 18 through 20. And when they had summoned them, they commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. For we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard, right? That's so, great. So so what will we do, right, in our day and age? Will we uh, be threatened into not speaking truth or will we be 
but we'd be given the strength to do the right thing and be on the right side in the sight of God, right? Yeah. Standing for truth rather than giving heed to what the world pressures us to do. And well, that's, that's what yeah. happened there. Peter and John didn't, they, they were imprisoned and they were threatened and you better stop by the guys in charge. Yeah. By yeah. the pe- by the government who was in charge that, that Rome had allowed to run Israel at the time. And they, I love what Peter says. Listen, mm. Whether you think it's right for us to listen to you or to listen to God, you can figure that out. Yeah, yeah. But we can't stop honoring God. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm sorry. Like this is where we draw the line. He he basically, yeah. What he's saying here, he's like, look, uh, like put this in a modern modern standpoint, right? With like your boss, be like, hey, whether you think I'm being immoral or not by putting in these pronouns, that's it. That's all you. That if you think that that's how it is, that's the fine. But I can't do that. That compromises my morals because I'm not supposed to lie. Yeah, and I'm not supposed to lie, and I I can't do that. So you, as my employer, asking me to engage in. Uh, bearing false witness. Yeah, yeah. And I can't do that even if it costs me. <laughs> right. And again, this may cost us, but I, I know people that, that this has been costing. I know people who stand up for truth and it costs them something. But again, we have a God who sees the things we do, who calls mm-hmm. us to live for him, not of this world, to be conformed not to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing right. of our minds, to live for eternity, to live to hear a well-done, good and faithful servant, to honor him with how we conduct ourselves in this life. And when the pressures of the world come in and try to conform us to the world, we need to say, no, uh, I know my marching orders. No, I know who am I following. Yeah. No, I know who, who I'm supposed to obey. And it's not you when it comes down to breaking God's commands. Hmm. And it might be tough. Of course, it will. And I, I'm sure we're going to yeah. get hate for this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's all right. Because like Peter said, we have to do what scripture tells us to do. Well, that's where it comes to the point where you have to, like we said, you draw a line. And where we draw the line with this is that like, I don't care if we get hate for this. I, I'm just, mm-hmm. me personally, because I... I well, that's simply because I have to deal with all the YouTube comments. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. I, mean, I, you know, I read them too. Yeah, I read them too, but you, you usually respond. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. Uh, but, uh, like, seriously though, like, like, if anyone in my life like brings this up to me and they, they give me hate for this, I, yeah. I, I personally do not care because I think this is something that it's really important or anything uh, related to reality and scripture. I want to be someone who stands for truth yep. and who speaks... Uh, Thing, uh, speaks about things that are real and does not engage in these cultural fantasies. Yeah, this is where we. This is where, as Christians, I think yeah. we do need to draw the line and say, no, we can't go along no, with that. We can't. Not. We can't live in a fantasy world and lie about reality. So, uh, hey, listen. Do you want to wrap it up with saying uh, we love people and truth yeah. is important and and loving someone means sharing truth with them and not being a jerk about it, but it means sharing right. truth with them. Right. Again, we've used this analogy before, but if, if I had cancer and I went to my doctor and he didn't want to hurt my feelings by telling me the truth that I had cancer, he's a bad doctor. Yeah, of course. And even though it would hurt my feelings and I would not like it and I wouldn't want to hear it, telling people the truth is a loving thing to do. Um, I'm sure you and your wife have to tell each other the truth sometimes and it's yeah. not the easiest thing. Yeah, of course. But it's the right thing. It's the loving right. thing to do. And that's what we want to do in culture. We want to love people. We want to be gracious. We want to be kind. But we also need to stand for truth. And we can't allow people to live by lies because when we live according to fantasies that aren't real, 
it really harms us. Mm. We need to adhere to what's actually going on in the world. And that's what God's called us to do. He wants us to live the way he's designed us to live. Mm -hmm. It's not bad at all. But hey, thanks so much for, for sticking with us. I know this is kind yeah, of a long yeah. episode, but it's important. Um, and if you do have any questions or comments about things, please do shoot us an email or, or social media or, or whatever, and we'll, we'll try to get back to yeah, you on that. Yeah, of course. But we are really uh, happy that you uh, listen, that you watch on YouTube, that you, you check out uh, the things that we're talking about. And we hope that it can be helpful to you to equip you to live out uh, your walk with the Lord in public. In, in a hostile, becoming more hostile environment um, where people may uh, uh, call you names, where yeah, it may cost right. you something, but we hope that we can equip you to do that better. So thanks so much for being with us today on Christ Culture and Coffee, and we will catch you guys next week. If you enjoyed the show and felt that this podcast was beneficial to you, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you become a Level 4 supporter on our Patreon page, you can get yourself one of our Stoneware, Christ Culture, and Coffee mugs, as well as a t-shirt and a sticker. We are available on all podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube, and we are also available on all social media platforms. Thanks so much for listening to Christ Culture and Coffee.